front of other people. Anyway, welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. It's Journey. Happy Monday to everybody out there listening. Um, I'm back for another episode and I have so many stories to tell you guys. Number one, the reason why there wasn't an episode last week was because my computer crashed. My hard drive crashed and Apple really doesn't have any type of explanation to give me as to why my computer crashed, but it crashed. And um, all is well now. Um, I guess the, the, well, the explanation they did give me was that my hard drive was corrupted, but then they did like a diagnostics check and my hard drive is good. So I did have to wipe my, my laptop clean. So I lost all my information, everything is completely gone. Um, but who cares, right? You got to count the blessings and not focus on the negative. That's how you move through life, right? But anyway, how are you guys doing? I hope everybody is good. Happy Monday. Um, we're back. We're back. And hopefully, you know, there won't be any more missed Mondays. Um, I have a few people here with me. I have the youngins. I have the little kids here with me today. Um, I have my sister here. I have two of my cousins here and they are here to talk about some things because when I was their age, they're much younger than me. Not, not by much. Um, but when I was their age, I feel like I didn't really have older people to like talk to or like to 12 with or even to like experience life with i feel like every now and then we hang out right guys yeah we hang out we like vibe so even though we're all different ages we kind of are in each other's space sometimes um but i really wanted to get into their heads and talk to them about some things that they might be experiencing in their age group and just find out if their experiences are similar to that of the 30 year old experience or if, you know, there's something unique to their experience. Um, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I have Francis here. Francis, say what's good. What's going on? It's Francis. How old are you, Francis? I'm 26. Okay. And we have Manx. Manx is my little sister, guys. Hey, guys. I'm 22. Okay. And <laughs> we have Christian, a.k.a. Biggie, here. What's good, y'all? It's 25. Okay, so there... <laughs> Quatly, you want to say hey? I just... I just... <clears throat> I'm a support. My name is Quat87. I am 32. That's Quatly's Instagram name, so maybe she wants y'all to follow her. Um, <laughs> and Quat's is the oldest in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have them here, and we're going to talk about some stuff. So how are you guys doing, first and foremost? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, too. It's a regular day. Okay. We're not going to say the day of the week because we do not post on this day. It's Monday, Today's right? Monday. Today's, Today's Monday. Today's Monday. Today's Monday. That's fine. Yeah. We got to finish right. this because I had a little work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, first, I want y'all to tell me what you think is unique about your generation. I don't, I guess we're all considered millennials, right? No. Yes. No. No. What yeah. not? You no. are a millennial. You no, are a millennial. My oldest brother is. No, is it he, from eighty six. Is it from eighty six? It's eighty six to. It's eighty six to maybe ninety something. But Manx is not a millennial. She's something else. Gen X or Gen Z. She might be Gen X or Gen Z. Which that sounds like some new shit. 
but I'm a millennial. I know that you're a millennial quads, and yeah. I think y'all are millennials. Maybe. Okay, so what do y'all think is unique about your age group? So I can answer that first. And I would just say with my generation, um, I would say we're the first to not want to live the practical life and live the standard nine to five. So we do different things such as, um, you know, looking for insurance outside of our job or people doing still working corporate jobs, but also building their own companies and a lot of entrepreneurship. And there's people that work with multiple companies as well. All right. Anybody else have an answer for that question? I agree with most of what Francis said. I also want like to add on to that by saying uh, we got this weird intrinsic feeling of instant gratification that I see, especially people younger than me, like around, I'm 25, so I would say like 22 and younger. All right. So my next question for you guys is um, how well do you think you're currently doing in life? I'm asking that because I feel like that's a question that 30-year-olds or people in my age range, I feel like we constantly are measuring how well we're doing. Do you guys do that? And if you do, tell me what you think. Whoever wants to go first is fine. Um, I'll go first. I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> I'm in grad school. I have a job. and I think What did I'm you just... get your bachelor's in? Uh, I graduated in May 2018 with my bachelor's in health science. Um, currently, I'm getting my master's in pharmaceutical sciences with a specialization in cosmetics. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just following whatever path that I wanted for myself. Um, I have my dream job right now, currently, but I'm. What is that? Uh, I work at L'Oreal headquarters. Um, I'm doing product development, and I think I'm just at a good space. I'm in. Uh, I'm in a good space right now. I'm still hungry for more, but I'm definitely, I think I'm doing well for my age and my time. Okay. Biggie, what do you have to say? Uh, For the most part, I feel like I'm not bad, but I'm not great. I'm like in the middle, sort of like complacent. Uh, graduated undergrad with a philosophy degree, but I'm still job searching. And right now I'm just working just to make ends meet. What type of job did you, like, uh, what would have been your dream job with that philosophy degree? Uh, I would say, I was thinking of something along the lines of government or civil service or maybe lawyer, but I took lawyer out of the, out of the picture. I want to do something more government related or along the lines of civil service, maybe get into a trade business. Okay. And are you, you sound <clears throat> like you're still figuring out and researching the kinks of careers that would be suitable for you is that fair yeah that's a fair assessment i I'll, to give you a, a visual just think of me of like symbol before uh he goes back to the kingdom and fight scar <laughs> <laughs> okay and what intrigued you about a philosophy degree because i think like i i know you so i think you're a philosophical ass person philosophical philosophical damn okay y'all don't have to play y'all don't have to play my pronunciation philosophical okay whatever what did i say phyllis what did i say i said something bad right i couldn't pronounce zen and whatever right okay it says something along the lines of like philadelphia or something oh okay so what made you pursue that type of degree 
Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, like what you said, I'm like naturally like a philosophical person. I think about life and I'm just a very open and understanding person. And also they instill a lot of critical thinking and reasoning and logic in that field. And that's pretty much a type of skill, a soft skill that's open in any career field, to be honest. Okay, that, that works. And Francis, last but not least, what is going on with you? I feel like in my career... I'm doing good right now. I'm on pace for what I'm supposed to be doing. What um, is your career? Can you tell us? So it's like, I say two parts. So I'm, a, I'm an actor, and then I'm also, you could say in a sense, building a, not really a corporate career, but I'm trying to keep pace in that. So I would say that I don't have a normal career path where you could, you know, I could go back to school, get a master's, and know this is what's going to happen next. Do you have a bachelor's? Yeah, I have okay. a bachelor's. I have a bachelor's in finance. When I came out of school, actually, I did work corporate for a year, but ultimately, that's not what I want to do. So. And what you want to do? I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but what you want to do is be an actor. Be an actor. Okay. Correct. Do you need the? Do you, are you looking to like lock down something like you know to hold you down though, just in case acting doesn't work? Yeah, absolutely. I think. When I was younger and I first came out of school, um, my mindset was just like, I'm gonna get by and do whatever I need to do until acting pops off. But as I got older, got a little bit mature, I'm like, you know what? I need to make sure no matter what happens with acting, if it pops off or if it doesn't, I gotta have something solid on the side. So I kind of keep pace with that now. Okay, so I have a question because I feel like um, people who are interested in the arts mm -hmm. are always like, we're always on the chopping block because it's like almost like a hit or miss. <clears throat> so what is, do you have a deadline for achieving your acting goals? Like to where you might hang it up and just be like, I'm not, I'm no longer going to give time to this. Yeah, I used to, when I first came into it, I had given myself two years, but then that's not realistic if you want to be successful in it. So I would, I'm 26 now. I would probably say like 28 if I'm not at a certain point that I want to be at. I would probably uh, make changes. But I feel like, so what is that point though? Because I feel like with acting, there's several different pinnacle points. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like of, of, I don't know, of stardom. Like, yeah. you know, starring in a, a low budget film in your first three years is a big deal. You know, yeah. like, they just did, I think, how uh, I got how I got the hookup, or I got the hookup too. Like, yeah. imagine if you had a part in that film. It's low budget to us, but for a new aspiring actor, that would mm -hmm. be big. So, like, what is your measure, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. Um, If I could break it down for y'all, I would say that uh, if I'm a working actor where I could, like, if you see me on major productions, like if you see me on TV shows if you, constantly, or if you see me on, even if it's low budget, but if it's still on TV, then I know I'm getting somewhere. So it's all, it's all about the like year-to-year -year progress, and I have been making year-to-year -year progress. So I just know that if I keep going and I kind of plateau, that's when I'll be like, okay, you know, I'm going to do something else for my life because I'm not going to struggle Okay. For the rest of my life. And you do have, are you, do you work a regular job right now? Yes. Okay. And that's to pay the bills? Yeah. Uh, consistently? Consistently. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. My next question for you guys are, 
what are some issues what are the problems that you guys feel are um you know specific to your age group or specific to your generation what are some issues that you guys are facing and please don't talk about love yet because we're gonna we're gonna dig in to that but just general issues whether it be career related personal uh, maybe i shouldn't say personal because that would include love right just on a you know on a surface level I what are some issues violence it's just like a big issue for me right now um i don't know i'm young so like i to go out have fun with my friends but it's also like knowing when to like i don't know i'm young but i feel old and i kind of feel like i should be in the house more or like i don't know I feel like you should be living your life. This is the... But then I'm, sometimes I'm like, I need to chill. Like, I'm living my life a little too hard. Like, relax. Uh-oh. Kinda. Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay to live. Oh. I think these are the years in which you should be living. Um, Biggie, what are some issues that you're facing? Uh, That's kind of funny that she spoke on that. Because I was feeling like that when I was, uh, I think, around 19. Right. Between 19 and, like, 23. You know, so her, when is, you were her age, yeah. so. I was like, I'm like, yo, I, my problem was finding balance too. Cause I feel like I was having way too much fun. Even during my years of uh, college where I had to buckle down and focus, like I could see that I was slipping in some areas. So I was just like, you know what, bro, I'm going to just leave this to like all the people that want to be out there and all this stuff. That's what made me kind of. Uh, hate going out to the clubs and stuff like that. Everybody be trying to bring me out, like, yo, let's go out. I'm like, nah, I'm good, bro. Like, yeah, it's, the, it's always it's body. always the same scene for me at the club. Like, it even is. when I'm even when I'm turning up, it'll be the same episode. Like, I, if I turn up and, and get lucky, or if I turn up and get drunk, passed out, or all the, if I turn up and just chill in the corner, it, it's always the same episode. Never. <laughs> Look, <laughs> my. Alright, don't worry about oh, what Quats is doing. Quats is the Savon right now. And we're just... Savon Glover? No, not Savon Glover, but you wouldn't know. Anyway, Francis, yeah, what are some of the issues that you think you're facing? Um, I could kind of piggyback off what Biggie said. And it's like, um, I think a lot of people in my generation live for like the right now. And for me, I've always been like a, a long-term, a long-term thinker. So I was just kind of like, I could go out, you know, right now, and you know, the big thing is city girls versus hot boys or whatever, whatever. Yo, y'all down, y'all down like, y'all down like 200, but we're not going to talk about that. They down like 200, but nah, on the real note though, we could, I could go out all the time, you know, be doing, partaking in those activities, but for me, it's just kind of like getting right. Um, get into a space of consistency with like mental health, I would say. Ooh, mental health. You know Very what? Good. It's funny that you mentioned mental health because I think that mental health has the deepest, darkest effect on you guys' age. Because I feel like my generation, I think I said this on like my first episode, I feel like my generation, we grew up when the internet was emerging. So like we had a a love for the natural Mm -hmm. and then we also were able to appreciate the benefits of the internet, but we did not solely rely on it. But I feel like for y'all, y'all were in it. it. It's everything. And I feel like with that, comes a lot of mental health issues Mm -hmm. it comes internet personalities 
um, internet lives, you know, trying to <laughs> to live for the internet and trying to look a certain way for the internet. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you guys? Because I don't, I think we are affected by it a lot, but not as much as you guys. Look at them. They all have something yeah. to say. <laughs> Number one, let me clarify. When I said mental health, I was not talking about the internet and the pressure the internet puts on me because I, I don't, I don't even care about that. Like, there's certain people who will do anything for Instagram, and you could, yo, you could really live, live a facade on Instagram and and live your best life and make people think you're living a certain lifestyle, but that's not really what it is. So I don't like the internet. You're asking what effect it has on me. It has none. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other than a promotion tool. Other than the promotion tool, that's probably the only reason why I even use it. Mm, okay, Mings, what do you have to say about internet and mental health, though? I, I know you. that's not what you were necessarily trying to say, but mm-hmm. I feel like the biggest correlation with mental health with the youth is social media. Absolutely. I don't, you can't argue with me. I do believe that there's a direct correlation with internet usage, social media, and mental health issues within y'all age and groups. I, I agree with what she said. I was just talking about myself okay. specifically. All right. So, Minx, what do you feel? Um, I think, for those that it's very easy to lose yourself and not know where you're going by following Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm 22. I'm into like hair, makeup, outfits, going out, things like that. And it's so easy to log on and see like this person's in this place or this girl just bought this thing or this person's doing this with their life and almost feel um, a way about where you are, I guess you could say. Um, I think it just creates a whole bunch of false personas where people are just literally taking on other personalities to try to be like the next person they see not even knowing what's really going on outside of that screen almost very true um i think people just set up identities and you could literally become somebody else but yeah how do you think that hurts mental health because other people see that and want that but that's not reality yeah it's not reality okay and biggie can you add some thoughts on this yeah, uh, Instagram is for narcissists. Ah, <laughs> that's, 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 that is. I don't know. Yo, I'm, I don't, nah, nah, but Biggie really put up an IG story and took a vote like two weeks ago on that shit. For real. I don't. Most I don't know if it's yes. for narcissists. I don't like people who like to look at themselves. People who like to look at pictures not, of themselves. Not there's other ways of narcissism that doesn't necessarily have to break it down. It's almost like putting on a facade. You know, you you. You go on Instagram and you show something that looks elegant and all this stuff, but really your life could be complete opposite. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What if your life is not in shambles, but you do want to show the best parts of your life to social media? Uh, no, I still think that's kind of narcissistic in a way. It's just not being real. <laughs> it's just not being real. Like I, go, like, 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 I go on vacations, I don't take like 200 pictures. I take pictures if I'm like if I'm at a spot where I like oh shit I never been here before let's go take a picture that's something I'll put on Instagram but if I'm out here taking pictures of myself like yeah man so I think I'm there's out. the people who like <laughs> take pictures of memories of themselves and then there's the people who take pictures for other people yeah like you know a what lot saying? of people on Instagram like, like, and they, they take, take picture pictures for and other then people. there's the people. they go places for other people like they do Word. things for other people I think and then I think there's I agree with y'all but then I think there's the people that smack dab in the middle like I would consider yeah, I, myself I to be one smack dab in the middle I hate I actually I actually hate 
social media. Like, <laughs> I hate social media, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't even say, I couldn't even say the word okay. social media. But I don't like social media. I think that social media is extremely dangerous. I take several pauses from social media because it really messes with my head. Mm. However, there is something I like about it. First of all, for promotion, it has been a great tool. And then in addition to that, I just feel like it's kind of cool to like showcase certain aspects of your life to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I I try my best. Like I have to pray before I post on social media. I have to pray before I even like go through or after I'm scrolling through my social media because I feel like it has the potential to be so heavy mm-hmm. for some people. It's like I don't know if I'm even making sense right now, but it's it can be a heavy thing if you let it be a heavy thing. Yes, but Anyway, the point I was making is that there are people smack dab in the middle where we're not narcissistic, we're not doing things for other people, but we are still kind of, um, uh, I want to say like, we're still kind of, we were, we were, damn, I can't think of a word to describe it. We just have already fit into that mold of Mm -hmm. this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's normal. So this is what I'm going to do. And. You know, I'm aware, I'm cognizant of what I'm doing. I'm trying not to do too much, but I still want to do it. But I still want to do it because it's the thing. You know what I'm saying? saying. So anyway, that was a that was a tangent. So (laughs) they just told me what some issues they were, what were some issues they were facing. Um, This is just to piggyback off that question. Do you think that you guys' issues are particular to your age groups or, like, just generally speaking, or do you think they happen to everybody? Um, I think these issues can happen with anybody. Um, I feel like you mean, like, in terms of social media? Well, just in general, just the issues that y'all kind of touched on just now. I don't know. I think it's in general. Um, I think it all depends on where you are in life and how good you feel about where you are in life and where you want to be and where you aren't. Okay. Biggie and Francis, y'all agree? Yeah, I, w- I would say I agree. And I would just add that, like, what I said about mental health, I think that everybody goes through that. But I think it's been a bigger emphasis on my generation than the past. Like, I think, you know, parents go through the same thing, but they just might be more hesitant to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I, they were molded to be stronger, right, I think, right. too. And like, you, not so vulnerable. And you could mm-hmm. look at adults and be like, yo, mentally you're damaged. But, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I they, just think that with our generation, it's actually... We gotta I think it's something that we're not scared to talk about. I think it was something that they mm-hmm. were scared to talk about, and they would just hide it behind, seek like, oh, you're seeking attention, or, oh, you're being lazy, and but mm-hmm. really it's an actual... Issue. And I mm-hmm. feel like for the older generation, they work it off. They think yeah, that they can work, work, work to death, yeah. and, yeah. and they, they can get rid of all their problems. <laughs> it's like they think they think if they work overtime and work like you know sixty hours a week, they're gonna get healed. Like you still right. damaged, bro. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially <laughs> our African parents. <laughs> our African parents hey, just work. You need to focus oh, now. Oh, real. Like, they be, some stuff. They, they be like sixty years old, still having trauma from the twenties. Like for yeah. no, it's no, true. no, no, no. That's talk to me. Yeah. No, that's. I, that's I honestly think meditation helps. Yeah, it okay. Does. Yeah, I think so. I you think know, so if you too. practice just clearing your mind out, whenever you feel anxious or whenever you just feel something that's just keeping you off balance mentally, 
I feel like you should just take a moment and just. Can we put please it. have a moment of silence? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, somebody, somebody re reintroduced me to that song, and I had I hadn't realized how long it had been since I heard that song. Y'all remember that song? It's Nas and Quan. Yeah, that Kwan. was fun. Yes, <laughs> that song is so. Anyway, Kwan. whatever. Um, oh, okay, so. Y'all know this is the This Is 30 podcast, and it's, This Is 30 has been proven to be, This Is 30 has been proven to be what? This is everybody. This is 22. This is everybody. This is 22. This is 40. This is 40. This is 10. This is 32. This is 8. This is 32. But I do want (laughs) to know what you, what are you guys' expectations for yourself when you turn 30? When you Because it's easy to say this is for everybody, but I want to know what do y'all see Life. For y'all lives when you turn 30. Francis, you go first. What do you see for yourself? Um, when I'm 30, I'm definitely gonna be married. Uh you said married. married. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean ideally I will be married, but for me it's more about career, career path. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have certain goals for myself. So I see myself at 30 with the work ethic I have, I believe without being too specific, I believe I'll be and, uh, a superstar. Well off. Let's just say well off. Okay. Yeah, and then love wise, of course, I do want to be. I do want to be married before thirty. Hopefully, have a kid, maybe two. Okay, so you want to have some kids? Oh Lord! You by thirty? You said by thirty. By thirty or in the thirties? No, nah, no. Nah. By, by thirty, I should have. I should have a kid. Ooh, that means he's shooting the club up, ladies. So you know what? Come on, cut it out. Cut, cut that. Don't don't listen to what they saying. <laughs> it's easy to say it, but okay. By thirty, you, know you want to have at least one kid. So that means you. Sh- do you care about marriage, or it's not? Well, you just, just want to have a child out there. Ideally, I would want marriage, but okay. Mm. If you shoot the club up, you shoot the club up. Yeah, okay. Something, something like that. Well, okay. Locks. You know what? Before we move, before we move on to Max's ex- external conversation, <laughs> what what um do you see for yourself at thirty? You got um, a long time, girl. Yeah, I got I got a good on. eight years on yeah, me. But um at thirty, I do. I just see myself reaching levels and heights in my um, career field. I would love to have a business by 30. Um, it's either going to be cosmetics or skincare. Look out. Guni um. <laughs> products. <laughs> okay. Um, I do... I would be married by 30, have a kid or two by 30, be financially well off. Um, I want to have traveled a lot by 30. When I read Um, my sister's, like, dreams for her life when I was, like, I think I was probably, like, 24, and my little sister, because this is my little sister talking, I remember, like, I I read read what she wanted for her life. (laughs) Wait, we laughed She wrote, like, I'm going to have a Mercedes (laughs) She was like, I'm going to have a Mercedes Benz. I'm going to have a big house. Listen, I'm going to have a husband and legal, kids. So and as still, far, I'm, as I'm far getting there. As She's far as we're concerned, there. it's the same. It is. It is the same. 
but I'm working but on surely. it. Slowly so, but so, Biggie, what do you want for yourself in five years? <clears throat> five years. Five years. That's thirty. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we all that close, right? Yeah, that's closer than. You about to be twenty six soon, shorty. Yeah, so four years. I would say hopefully marriage and kids by thirty. I ain't babysitting. Honestly, I was thinking about if if I didn't meet some of the girls that I met, that's not a diss to y'all girls, but this. <laughs> or maybe this. Or maybe this. I probably would have wanted kids at. By this age, don't mess it up. Nah, because think of it. Because at thirty, by the time they're eighteen, how old am I gonna be? Like forty-eight. Be forty-eight. Pretty yeah, much that makes me a little sad. So it's I, like, I, I, that's I don't like, have well, Also, you shouldn't think of it like years. that. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm gonna be like. I'm be like, oh. But my <laughs> parents are pretty like, like my, is my father is. That's true. Yeah, my dad is in his sixties, and my mom that, is in her fifties. That they had you like, late, like later. Yeah, my well, 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 me. Yeah, my yeah. older sister is like thirty-eight, I think. But they had 30, you later. They 30, still you had a smack, yeah. beat your ass, right? They had her mm. at a perfect time. They yeah, had yeah. My sister at a perfect like, time. Like mom, but um, yeah, like. But actually, I think forty-eight is not a bad. It's not. Or like 50, 50 when my kid is like almost about to be 20 is not a bad Yeah, that's either. not bad not because you're not going to beat his, beat their ass anymore. Word. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Yeah, I guess. All right. So you guys have the goals I had <laughs> for myself at 30. I think I thought like I was going to be married by not even 30. I think I was, I thought I was going to be married by like 26 because I always thought about the kid thing. Like yeah. you're saying, like I wanted to be a young hip parent. Not necessarily hip, but I thought about that age range. Like, when my kid is 20, how old am I going to be? Right. I don't want to be super out of touch. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but here I am, 30. I'm kidless. I'm manless. And I'm just thriving and trying to get through. But I don't really care. I'm When I even say I'm kidless and I'm manless, it's not like I'm sad about it. That's yeah, for, con- that's, that for con- that's for content. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool because I'd rather... I'd rather have the right man, the right husband, um, and wait for the, not the perfect time, but a good time than to rush it because of, than to rush it just because of an age thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so y'all expectations kind of sound like mine, um, which is, I guess, good. And I hope that, I hope that you guys reach at least half of the, you know, the wants that you have for yourself at 30. But my next question is. Are you guys learning anything from us? Hell so, yeah. So you Hell got yeah. you got me in the room. Uh-huh. You got Quats in the room. Quats is thirty two. Okay. Um, why you you got, my age out there? You, you got you got Shirley who's off in the side. Shirley is almost thirty. Charles, <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys learning from the generation who has already met met this thirty age? Um, yes. Tell me how so. I'm the type of person, I feel like I live through the experiences of others sometimes. Like, I don't feel like I need to go through certain things. I could just learn through you guys. So, I let them, you know, make they, well, made, they made What have mistakes. you learned from me? I learned, you don't want me to tell what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> tell the people. What have you learned from me? I just learned to be strong, you know. Don't make me get all sentimental. Aww. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let my sister give me my flowers while I'm here. (laughs) Let her give me my flowers.
are. So what have you learned oh, from the kid? What have you learned from your big sister? Come on, just say one thing. How to be strong, independent. Don't take a man just cause you know, like if he's not right, he's not right. I don't take, I don't take nothing. I want it all, and you know, whatever. All right. I'm Oh, I like that. You guys up right now. I like I'm that. Done. All right, Biggie, what have you learned? What have you learned from the those those around you that have already reached thirty or are past thirty? You have two siblings that have already crossed crossover over the thirty precipice. Do not so. Make me sound like ancient. Please don't. So tell us what you've learned from them or other people that you know. Um, I don't really keep my expectations too high because I've realized. Sometimes, because you realize your siblings ain't shit. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that's how you feel. I'm just that's kidding. Not, I was just a, kidding. Yeah. I, that was a joke. I love you, Quats. I love you, Junior. If you're the Junior, I love you. I was just kidding. <laughs> nah, I keep my expectations low because I feel like sometimes when you, when it's too high, you get disappointed. I'm like that too, yeah. Like sometimes when I'll be like, yo, I want to do this too. And reality okay. sets in, and it's not the same reality that is bestowed upon you, but it's something that you saw in someone else. You're going to be like, oh, damn. Well, okay. It's like, you feel me? All right. But um, as far as that goes, um, what else have I learned from them? I don't know. I'm just I'm just living right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just right. taking it, yeah. I'm just taking it how it, how it goes. Like all right, now, Francis, <laughs> what have you learned from the thirty and up crowd? Um, two things I say I learned are urgency and patterning. So I feel like a lot of the older people, because I, I I do hang out with older people time to time. So I feel like the things I learned with them is a lot of people talk and a lot of people say they want to do this and that. And then next thing they know, five years, ten years have passed. So that's what I say about urgency. And then patterns, I would say that a lot of people get in their own ways in the sense that they don't address their own flaws and not real with themselves. So not to take shots at nobody who's 30 and who's not where they want to be, but I see so much that people do the same things over and over and mess up in the same way. And then they wonder why they are there in their 30s or or beyond, so I'll say those two things. Okay, those are those are really good observations. Shit. I think those are good, and I feel like those are awesome. I just think that those are things you should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Urgency mm-hmm. patterns, because those could get you in trouble. You know, like trying to do too much too quickly mm-hmm. or not pacing yourself properly can really cause an issue in your growth at any level. And um, you said urgency, and what was your second one? Patterns, Patterns yeah. um, and I do believe that too. Um, you know, just paying attention to how you do things, how you respond to things. Um, if you're gonna do what you're gonna say you're gonna do, or if you're gonna, you know, pay attention to your mistakes and really learn from them, and not just continuously repeat them. Okay, right. so now that we're off of the serious stuff, let's talk about the good stuff. Have you guys, be honest, have you guys listened to any episode of This Is 30? Yeah. I listened yeah. to two. Okay. Two. So it was you, only two, right? It's I been listen, three. It's, it's been, been three. three. I listened to three. I listened to three. Okay. So it's been three well, episodes. Episode, 
So first one was the intro, then it was body, body count, count, then it was double or nothing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And so I this is number that. four. Yeah, we don't that. even know what's the title gonna be to this one. What do you guys think the title's gonna be? Phil- philosophical? Because I couldn't say that word. Philosophical. Yeah, I guess. So this is so. I know the topic of the hour. The what people love talking about, yes, is relationships, male versus female Uh interactions. So let me first ask you guys, are any of you in a relationship? Currently, I'm single. I'm single as well. I'm in a relationship. Y'all suck. Biggie is looked (laughs) down from the ground. All right. So... What do you guys think about dating right now as a 22-year-old woman, as a 26-year-old man? And if you were a single man or maybe right before you got with your girl, how was the dating scene for you guys? Who is going to go first? Minx. You can go first. Okay, Francis, go ahead. So the question is about how, what do, I, how do I feel about dating? Mm-hmm. What specifically in dating? Okay, so how is dating easy? Is it a cool process? What are trends that you notice in females that you are dating? Um, Because you are not in a relationship. Yeah. All right. So So what are some trends that are keeping you from being in a relationship? To answer the first question, I live in New York City. So dating is very easy. So if you want to go on a date every day in New York, you can. Okay. Fair. So dating is easy. Mm -hmm. All right. What is, have you found a girl that you are interested in, um, that you, you know, what is, what is your issue? Do you want to be in a relationship first and foremost? Um, if it, if the situation was right, I would be. I thought you was about to say, if it happens, I'm not opposed to it. (laughs) 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 Because that seems to be, that seems to be the narrative. (laughs) All right, but go ahead. Um, nah, I'm not, I'm not with that. So I'll say, like, if the situation's right, I would be with somebody, but I'm not out here looking for love. Which is the same <laughs> thing as if it happens, I'm not opposed to it. No, it's not, though. Cause okay. It's, it's like, because when they were talking, no shade on them, but they sounded like, yo, I'm just cool with what I'm doing, whatever happens, happens. You mm-hmm. know what? A real 26, you know what? You 30 <laughs> but, and up men need to take notes. Because nah, y'all I, thought I was crazy. I would say, like, ideally, you know, to me, I feel like life is about love. So, obviously, everybody does want to be loved. But I'm not out here, like, yo, going on a date. Yo, what's up? I'm, I'm going to be with you. Like, You're not stressed. I'm not stressed about right, it because okay. I know my, I know what's lit for me in the future. So, when I stop getting attention or, you know, I go bald or something like that, maybe I might start stressing. But, like, uh, <laughs> but like, not right now. Right now, I'm focused on the career. The okay. So, mm-hmm. um... Manx, what are your issues with dating or lack thereof? Um, I feel like dating is just this one thing, but to every single person, it's something else. Like, you should be dating, getting to know somebody. Um, some of us prefer to do that one-on-one. Some people out here prefer to do one-on-25. Oh, talk about it, queen. <laughs> talk about it, queen. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm not dating i'm not interested in dating right now um and why is that why is a young woman like yourself not interested in dating i recently got out of a relationship and i just don't think that would be the smartest thing to do right now um i'm just enjoying my time 
being with my friends, living my life, and I don't really have time for these little nonsense boys. These twenty somethings, they're not fun. These boys are fun. They just want to give you hell. So and I don't have time for that. So, are yeah. you uh, attempting to like um, proactively heal from your breakup? Um, when you say healing, I don't think I'm healing because, huh? Meditation. <laughs> meditation. I don't think I'm meditation. I don't think I'm like healing. I think I just want to enjoy my time before I have you to jump into something. Give else. that time. Another thing is, um, I just think guys my age. I think we're just in a different mindset, guys versus girls, from the majority or whatever. A lot of girls are looking for somebody to be with and build with, in a sense. And a lot of guys, you know, y'all just out here just doing as y'all do. And yeah. And what is what is that doing consist of? They're just not ten toes down, I guess. They're like they're five, not Nipsey Hussle. five and a half. Yeah, they're, they're not. YGs. Not, yeah, YGs. A lot of a lot of those big bank take old bank. But um, yeah. And Biggie, before you got into a relationship, what, how was dating like for you in your 20-something? Uh, I feel like the dating process is like an interview for some yeah, for some reason. Because, because uh, And uh, my take on dating is I feel like a lot of you girls are afraid to be alone for like a set amount of time. Ooh. Like, I'm glad he said that. Since I'm the only girl right now, I'm going to need y'all to Why do you sense that, though? Like, What do you mean? It's like if you're going on a date with a chick who you believe is afraid to be alone, why can't she think the same thing about you? No, I mean I could date and then go you back think to like my maybe go pressed? back. Sometimes not pressed, but I feel like they have like I don't know. I feel like, like they're I, in a rush. Like, I would what is, say what is the I would say a mix between a rush and like just a fee, uh, insecurity of just loneliness for some reason. Okay, so to touch on that, I don't think it's an insecurity thing or an alone thing. Um, I think traditionally, you meet somebody, you go on dates, if you guys click, eventually like it would just blossom into a relationship. But nowadays, it's like you go on a date, you guys are talking, one month talking, two months talking, three months talking, four months talking, six, seven, eight months, y'all are talking. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing and communication seems to be very off so you're doing your thing i'm doing my thing and it's just a bunch of confusion and i guess that turns into a girl fiending or longing for something but naturally i think that's how it's supposed to be like you guys shouldn't be talking for eight months at a time and and just, we're talking of, i guess the the situation you're explaining is when people have chemistry yeah like not where it it's not good like we have like yeah. you have chemistry you like each other and nothing seems nothing serious seems it's coming, coming, coming it. from it uh like what why do y'all do that can we talk um, about um it's almost like having a good friend you go away for a long time you come back to see that good friend and nothing really changes but when it but sometimes when it comes to uh dealing with some of y'all girls like y'all just don't want that feeling to ever go away or something like that like you just want it there all the time that's how I felt like when I was dating. I was young at the time, so I don't know how y'all grow <clears throat> or blossom past that. But like sometimes I feel like they, I don't want to say like are attached, but like you feel like you can't, you can't let it can't go live, to the point, breathe. or you can, yeah, you can, like you you need that all the time for some for some reason. Okay, I like that's I have, what happens when like you 
are surrounded by not so good guys and maybe you find a guy who you think might be right. better right. than the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's like you have this excitement like finally like he's, he might be here after dealing with a bunch of nonsense. But so okay, since is. you're in a relationship, I have a question for you. What, since you noticed that in girls that you were dating, mm-hmm. what set your girlfriend apart? Uh... You don't really need me like that. <laughs> need you in what capacity? And any in any girl? capacity, she's independent. Okay, but like, but, but I the, mean, the dependency still... that you were talking about, I didn't get it as like a full on dependency. I got it like almost like a, uh, I wouldn't even say emotional, just an attachment dependency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to be emotional, I don't think. And no, no so, not necessarily. So that when I ask you what set her apart, I mean, I would assume that she would want to be attached to you in some way if yeah. she's your girlfriend. So what set her apart, like, from the other girls who wanted to be attached to you? You just like her. Nah, I'm, it's, it's deeper than that. Okay. Hey. Like, she's, number one, she's focused mm-hmm. on other things other than, you know, per se me like because i feel like sometimes when it comes to girls they like the idea of a man and they like the idea more than the man itself okay mm-hmm. yeah. that's true. so i mean she's more focused on the idea of a man but she's getting to know me at the same time but she doesn't need that attachment to me like you know what i'm saying like she's not Oh, you need me to come over here and do this, blah, 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 blah. She doesn't need it all the time. She lets me go and live my life, and she lives hers, and she goes out and does her own thing, and I do my own thing. But when we come together, we're... We're good. We're you good. guys are good. All right, <laughs> and, Francis. And, okay, and I got to add on, because I, I was trying to say, because both you and Biggie mentioned it, I would say that, like, I feel like a lot of girls want relationships out of, like, insecurity. And... And the thing about that is they they jump from relationship to relationship without healing. And it's not only girls, actually guys too, because I know guys that do what? that. Can we not make so, female things? But but no no no. But it's it's more so on females on the point that they want a, the relationship out of insecurity. To me, they don't like they don't, a lot of females don't like being alone. A lot of guys don't like being alone. But instead of being in a relationship, they just talk to several other girls. That but is true. Yeah. So that's the same thing. Ooh. So there's just no My little sister is speaking fast. But, <laughs> but the difference between the two is the guy the guy might say he wants to do that and he's gonna be talking to multiple females. The female is gonna be focused on the one guy. So you think? There's a lot of city girls and city boys or Ooh, whatever. City boys. girls, city boys. Like I'm not gonna I don't wanna say this, but they do say Girl, girl code? No, but girl, girl code. Girl code. But girls are good lives. Girls are good oh, lives. Yeah. Girls so don't lives. be stuck in this little facade that she's only talking to you, bro. Because she's. I'm not even going to be stuck there. Yeah, that girl code. Let's see that. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about in general. I'm not talking about. Okay, in general. But yeah. Nah, I always knew, gir- always knew girls always talking to other guys, even when they say that they probably talking to just you. Some of them genuinely are not. If I tell you I'm only talking to you, most likely I am. But there are some girls out here, just like there's some guys out here. That will tell right. you they're only talking to you. They're not. I think right. they need to stop making things though. This gender does this and this gender just does that. And then they were both human. So we both mix and mingle and do the same things. Yeah, we, we, we just, just go about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
females are gonna put it out on social media more. They're gonna put it out in public more. That that's what they want as opposed to males. You mean it is in a relationship? Yeah. Okay. But then again, the same way I see girls posting, oh, I wish I had somebody to buy 2K for. There's guys out there which is saying, I wish I had a girl to take flowers to. There, it's the same um, thing, but it all depends on the perspective you're looking at it a from. a smaller percentage in my opinion. I could be wrong though, but in my opinion. I, I, I do think that women are more vocal about wanting to be in relationships and wanting a man. Wait, oh my gosh, if we can only talk about the girls I see on my timeline. <laughs> Bro, it kills me every day because I just feel like, all right, Ma, we get it. You're single, you're lonely, you can't <laughs> wait to meet the one you want to meet. And yeah. they're like, like, oh, it's like every day. I yeah. think the people you follow to play a big role in how you perceive things Views. too. Okay. Because on my end, I see a lot of girls traveling by themselves. I see a lot of girls leaving relationships that they know weren't good for them. Um, a lot of girls just saying they're they're waiting for the right one and things like that. I see a lot of positivity when it comes like nobody's trying to just settle for whatever or just somebody just somebody come save me kind of attitude. It's kind of like if he's not the one, then I don't really need it right now. Kind of thing. I think a lot of girls on my timeline are tired of wasting their time. And I, I would say, from uh, my perspective, that I think that with society standards, females are allowed to put out that energy more than guys. Like, okay. If a guy puts out like, "Yo, I'm looking for love," or like, "Yo, I wish I could have somebody I could they date think right he's now," soft. they like, "Yo, people gonna be in your inbox like, yo, you good?" Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like a female could do that, and that's. It's cool because that's what we we know them to be emotional, but like guys can't really do that as much. Okay, well I that's that. I, yeah. I definitely I definitely think that that's I definitely think I definitely think that that's true, and um, I I would agree. So dating struggles, we put that out on the table. Um, let's talk about breakup struggles. How complicated or how complicated or simple are breakups at your age? Let me tell you, when I was y'all and y'all When I was you guys' age, um, I was breaking up and making up with my boyfriend every other day. And I think we talked about that on the body count episode. Like a guy, uh, it was Alex actually. He was talking about like girls breaking up and making up every other day. And I felt like that was something that was very um, particular to my age range when I was a kid. Is that something that you guys experience in your age group? Like if you're in a really Okay, first, Francis, when was your last relationship? So... Was he? It's 2019, probably 2017. Okay, Minx, when was your last relationship? <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay, and Biggie, you're still in a relationship. Was yeah. a breakup makeup thing like popular within your relationship? Um, Be honest, please. It was very popular. Uh, it's kind of sickening, but at one point it was kind of almost. I don't want to say it was funny, but it's like you argue, you break up, and then within all that you kind of know you're still going to get back together but I think after a while it becomes toxic and it's almost like at first I was thinking that we were just making mistakes and learning but I think you're the actual like being with you is the mistake so let me just like leave you alone <laughs> but um yeah I think 
people have a habit of even simple things. Like I have friends who today, I hate him. Oh, I, hate, I hope he leaves me alone next day. It's like, where you at? But um, I don't know. I kind of think that's toxic behavior in a way. I do think I do too, but I think that you learn in time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with age, I feel like it's cool when you're young, but you learn it in time. It ain't cool no more. I'm 22 and it's not cool. Just saying. Francis, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I would say in my in my first relationship, first love or whatever, I went through all that toxic, you know, breaking up every day, every week actually for like months straight. You know, getting back, going through all them crazy situations, and. I'll say you definitely learn from that because you just realize, like, you're not going to put yourself to that situation. If the respect isn't there in the relationship, you might as well leave it. So I've never, like, in the two relationships after that, I didn't go through that situation. I will walk away from it before it gets to that point. Okay. All right. So I'm happy that you guys seem, and Biggie, is that something that occurs in your relationship, a breakup makeup every other day? (laughs) And every other day is an exaggeration, clearly. Uh, maybe when I was like in high school. Okay, but you're a grown man now. Yeah, <laughs> I just think. <laughs> I just think oh. breaking up now is like you just choosing That's to grow apart, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than grow together. But mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just cutting you off. You know how people just break up and be like, all right, you cut off for life. Like I don't do that shit. Like you're not cut off. Like I'm just choosing better to grow. Off without you. Not better off better without off. you. That's kind of that's a spiteful that's a spiteful thing. How does spiteful? <laughs> Sometimes if somebody is toxic, you're better off. If and somebody's toxic, I let them grow and learn their life on their own. And I will be better off. I'm not thinking about myself at the time. I've been about better them. off without people. You said, you said if you break up with someone, you think about the other person. No, I if said, someone is if toxic, somebody is toxic, yeah, I'm not just... thinking about what they're gonna do to me. Of course, I'm gonna remove myself from the situation if it's toxic. I'm thinking about how they're going to grow without me. like And become gonna, untoxic. Yeah, if they're going to grow and become a better person or are they going to be the same person five years down the line. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about myself. If I see something toxic, I'm just, all right. I'm not going to cut you off because you being toxic to you don't, me. You don't cut when you off, say you're not cut off, I feel like what you're, what you're saying is that you will create boundaries. Yeah, like... But it won't be a splice. Yeah, it won't be a like a complete sever like i know how people be like oh if like <laughs> even in this generation people be like Yo, if i shoot my shot and you dog me or whatever or you play me it's over you never get a chance or ever something like that like, yo, the like, yo so- the i just found out <laughs> two weeks ago that the second and the third chance works exactly works. people the funny it's thing the funny thing people, about relationships back in the day dog when you go out a girl it's not just one time. So sometimes you gotta be persistent. Even when they, even nice. when they cut you off, a no is not a no. Like you'd be like, all right, maybe I'm not the person that she wants me to be right now. So let me go and work on myself and come Boom. back. You and brought me to too. my next topic. How does, how does, how do you guys deal with rejection? Mm. How do you, how do you present a no to other people? How do you guys curve? And how do you, <laughs> how do you? receive rejection francis well how i'm glad do you, you don't get rejected do for those all right let's let's start with francis mm-hmm. do you have to curve females yes yes and what does that entail um <laughs> uh let me say i mean i'm i'm pretty i'm a cool person so i'm not gonna hit 
any female with nothing crazy like stop texting me or get off my line. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna be cool and I'm I'm gonna segue our interactions into a friendship. Okay, tell That's, me how it goes. Segway king. Segway king. Tell me how it goes. Tell me how that goes. Tell me how that goes. So if a girl keeps talking every day and she's trying to see you and you know she wants to chill. You don't feel her like that. I don't feel her like that. First of all, I'm stingy with my time as I should be, as anybody should be, I would right. say. Time is money. Time is money. Um and then, you know, over time, you know, I'm going to keep it friendly. We'll keep talking like that. You just but, say, I'm busy. But I'm busy, I'm busy. And eventually, she's going to catch on. Okay. So, what about the chick who doesn't catch on? What do you have to do then? Have you ever had a chick who hasn't been able to catch on? Yeah, of course. Okay. And what have you had to do then? Stop answering. Stop yeah, replying. Oh, yeah, that's so go. mean. But listen, but I, I, I told you the first. Yo, I'm, I'm starting to catch on, yo. I'm starting to think they do that. Quiet, quiet. You've been ghosted. What? <laughs> it sounds like Quad like has been ghosted. Like been in ghosted. the past, yeah, but I'm cute now, so chill. Don't make it sound like that. But I mean, like, like I said, the first time, I'm not, I'm not gonna come out the bat and just ghost. I can't imagine what my life would be like if somebody happened. Sometimes you just gotta accept rejection. Whoa! God, I would come and shoot you. <laughs> like God would I'm, that has never happened to me before. You know, Back in the day, gotta, I was rejected. You gotta take rejection and you gotta learn. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a certain type of rejection. Going ghost on me is pretty disrespectful. But I'm also not the type that's like super like pressed eager, or, like pressed yeah. or so I don't think that would ever happen to me because that wouldn't be me. But that's crazy. But, but I mean that it, it goes both ways because you know as guys you get you get rejected too. Right. Guys get rejected so, a lot. But. So tell me about your rejection <laughs> Yo, experience. But the ugly girls go don't. ghost on you. Mm. Nah, so. hell no. Because I'm not the type of guy who. I feel like, like I'm, I'm a pretty good. Like, I, I could judge character pretty well. Okay. So I feel like if if a show you're not feeling me, I'm gonna pick up on that. But at the same time, I would say you know maybe knock on wood or something. Like I've never been in a situation where I really liked a girl and just got like straight curve. If okay. it, it's just situations where like yo she looks good, I don't want to talk to her. She's not feeling me. Okay, cool. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like that. So I don't know. Like other guys is different. I have friends who. You know, they they thought, you know, this was, they were, they had a thing with somebody and they're going to talk to them, finds out they're in the friend zone. I've never really had that situation, so okay, I can't speak on that. All right. Um, Biggie, what does it feel like to be curved and to curve? Uh, when I was younger, I guess I, I kind of avoided rejection, but I felt like. He wasn't really a guy. When he was you, younger, he wasn't really let a us, guy. Let us <laughs> let us explain to the people that he is twenty five years old. So when he was twelve, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, continue. No, actually, you're kind of right because even when I was twelve, I was kind of shy. Like I would, I wouldn't like. I don't like rejection when I was younger. But I was always quiet kid. Everyone thought I was awkward. Until I started putting myself out there a little bit. And I always felt like rejection was kind of like almost a thing that was like almost like a negative stigma right. for people. And I'm just like, yo, sometimes it's, it's like almost a way of life to be rejected. Because the first time you do something, you're going to fail. Maybe if you have no clue about it. And if you don't keep doing it and doing it over and over again, you're not going to 
you know, you're not going to see any type of improvement. Almost like practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes good enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you put yourself out there a lot and maybe you guys can handle rejection a little bit more better. Okay. But I feel like me personally, at first I was avoiding it, but now it's almost like, okay. Whatever. Cool, and you're whatever. in a relationship now. Yeah. So I guess in, in interest rejection but rejection comes in all avenues of life yes. exactly not yes. only Jesus. just between men and female uh situations and manx how do you curve or get curved um curving wise i would have said i curve if i'm not interested um when i'm not interested it's simple like no i'm not interested um i'm don't want to go out with you sometimes you guys get a little too annoying and in my face and it gets a little bit more Mm. um it gets a little bit more whatever what am i trying to say i'm not it gets a little um more complex my responses uh i just have to tell you off i guess but that's where uh I don't know, and I don't get curved. I don't, and that I'm not trying to say I don't get curved. Like, ooh, I don't get curved, but I don't put myself in the position to get curved. I don't approach guys and do all that stuff. If you're interested, you're interested, but yeah. So you're you're you like to be on the receiving end yeah. of a man's interest. Yes. Okay. Quadly seems like she wants. She to has something to say over here. Like she was distracting me this come, whole time. I to come to you. Like, Although I even she say is what I not a say. part of this conversation, Quadly, what do you have to say? I'm just. I just want to say, you know, I commend my little cousins out here because you know what? On behalf of the curving committee, because I was on the receiving end and the receiving end. <laughs> I must say, yo, it's just amazing to see the confidence level. Because I know I wasn't the most prettiest thing in Union. You're but I, I grew up quick. Oh, and that's when the glow, the glow up or the glow up, as they call it, it happened very quickly. So as soon as I got to a certain point in life, that's when I started noticing that I was doing more of the rejecting. Because there was a point where I was getting rejected left to right because I was awful. <laughs> I just want to add that in. All right. So parts with her little... Excerpt. <laughs> her excerpt related to her adolescence, yo. Um, anyway, but besides that, I think that's cool. I think that I do think rejection is a part of life. Um, I don't really I but you know what? It's I think that in many ways y'all are talking about and what y'all are describing is a concrete rejection. And I don't think rejection always happens so concretely. I like that. I think sometimes rejection is very subtle. I think sometimes rejection is very, um, it's masked as something else and we don't catch up onto it and we don't even realize that we're being rejected or that we are rejecting somebody. Um, so I think that it's easy to say I don't get rejected or I, I, I reject people or whatever it is that you feel about rejection. But I just feel like Rejection comes in many forms and many ways, and you may not know when you're really on the receiving end of that rejection. Come on, come on. Yeah, give, give, to, give an example what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay, so in, uh, I think like in the Body Count episode, the mm-hmm. guys were talking about um, meeting a girl, and they kept saying that when they meet a girl, 
their initial intention is to smash. First of all, do you guys agree? Number one, that's hella shallow. I'm a nah. Thank you. Thank you. Because I couldn't believe that they all unanimously agreed on that. Biggie, do you agree with that? That when you meet a chick, you. Uh, your initial goal is to hit. I don't know about initial goal. I think you might be physically attracted. Like if you want to see, if you see something that you like, you'd be like, "Ooh, like yeah, she looks good." So, like, so maybe, get to know her. yeah. Nah, so maybe smash. it's like, uh, let me let me see how I'm she's like because you know I got to know a lot of girls that I was physically attracted to and not physically attracted to, and I've seen some things that are essentially what I like and girls that I'm not physically attracted okay. to. And so on and so okay, okay. So to move so. forward with my example. So, you meet a chick, and um, let's just say you find qualities in her. Maybe you were physically attracted to her. Mm -hmm. And then there are these intrinsic qualities about her that you don't necessarily like. So, maybe there's still a physical attraction there, but you know that this is not going to be something. So, you don't look at it in a serious way. Mm -hmm. And um, you might still have the urge... To pursue something, um, whether it be physical or just interactive in some way, because I feel like that's how, um, I don't want to put it all on men, but I do think men like to go there, Mm -hmm. even if they know that there is no future with this girl, they want to attack a certain level and accomplish that zone, and then it's like, all right, I knew it wasn't about to be nothing anyway. So... Let's say you th- you still think she's cool, right? You still think she's cool, but you know it's not gonna be anything. But you're not gonna you're not gonna be like cut her off. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna ghost mm-hmm. her. You might start to friend her, and to me, that is a form of rejection. Uh-huh. That is a like friend zoning a chick is a form of rejection it, 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 that is it, it, not so. as concrete as ghosting or saying so you know what I don't want to do this. Where are we measuring the rejection at? Because if, no. if you still friend zoning or being cool with that person how they being rejected well you know some chicks don't understand the friend zoning and 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 a lot of times i feel like chicks don't understand friend zoning because guys will still interact with a female that is not that is not uh in alignment with friendship Mm -hmm. they will cross that boundary even though they have friend zoned her so she's experiencing rejection but she may possibly be re- experiencing intimacy at the same time, so she doesn't even Think understand she's that she's, she's being, being rejection. She she that thinks he's okay. complicated, or she might think whatever the case may be. So that's what that was what I was kind of trying to and get I, at. I agree with what you're saying. If that if that's what you're saying is rejection, right. that is definitely a form of rejection. But right. So like the guys who tell you they're not interested, but then will act. No, not necessarily. Because so, some guys will never say it explicitly mm-hmm. that they're not interested. They they have made up their mind, but their actions don't align with that. And it might be that they're super chill, they're super calm, they're not mm. doing too much, but they're still on a base level, still there. I mean, I can answer that because the type of personality I got, um, I got a really warm personality. I'm mad friendly, like... I could probably I could vibe with a lot of people. So even if I'm not interested in somebody, um, it's kind of gonna. If I'm not interested in the girl, if she's interested in me, it's gonna go over my head because I'm not even looking for that. So I think that a lot of times in situations where 
you know, a girl might think, oh, we got something going on. In my head, it's like, yo, we just friends. Like, we just having a good time. And for her, that might feel like rejection. If that's what you're saying, then right. Then or it rejection. may not feel like rejection at the time. She may just think that you're weird, or you don't know what you want, or she may tell herself many things. Up when in reality she's experiencing rejection. Yeah, she just doesn't I, know. I think that falls in lines with having high expectations of people. Okay. Like if you if you if you know like kind of like what he said like I'm kind of the same way I could vibe with a lot of people. And I'm kind of friendly, but like if you take it to another, you think just because I'm being friendly with you, that means that we gonna go somewhere together, like in a relationship type of. Type so of. what are the measurements? What should a girl look at? I don't like, think it's, it's as objective as people would like it to be, because I mean, uh, we could have platonic friendship relationships with a lot of people. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to have to be something else in the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even, like, am I low? Yeah. Yeah, you are. But go ahead. What was that? Keep pausing real quick? No, no. Let's right, keep going. Cut it, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I was at. You, I you were saying platonic relationships. Um, Biggie lost his train of thought, but have you gotten it back, Biggs? Who's communication? You wanted to talk about communication, but you look very lost, lost right now. So you know yeah, what? We're it. just going to move on. <laughs> but I hey, think yo. the point he was trying we're to make We're going was, to move on. If you know what? If communicate more, people wouldn't be getting rejected or feeling rejected or going through rejection even. If people communicate. Simply told you. So communication is kizzy. Yeah. Kiz naive. I guess that's why it's not as bad objective as people think it is because we do and gotta communicate, communicate that with you you need to understand I, I do think rejection is extremely explicit like there's a type of rejection that's explicit but i believe there's another type of rejection that's the passive right yeah. passive you know what maybe we just made up a term passive rejection like and you that. know what <laughs> the passive re- rejection is the rejection that is extremely dangerous is dangerous for my de- generation is dangerous for your generation is then we're in the same uh generation generation i don't know i don't know millennials doesn't count as the Unless generation though the that's decade. a 15 year right you saying the decade? i feel like a generation is like a 10 year span no or that's a decade. Nah, so technically, we, we, twenty to thirty. We mean ma- the same millennials. So you want to say? Oh, like you trying to be with with your? Oh, you want to say? Oh, you in the thirties? Like that's what you saying? No, you, I'm you thirty. So you trying to be thirty to forty or twenty to thirty? I'm in the <laughs> twenty to thirty. So oh, we in the same. So she turned okay. thirty-one. All right, she's trying to act like I'm. You guys, you guys don't have to act like I'm slow. Y'all don't have to. I'm thirty to forty. Y'all don't have thirty-two. Y'all have to do me like that. Um, <laughs> Quali said round up. <laughs> Quali is in the upper thirties. <laughs> no, she's not. Why you guessing? Do, do you think? Do you think people passively reject because they don't like to hurt feelings? I am. I'm a really nice person. I don't like to hurt feelings, so I'm always a no. It's okay. Or I'm not. I'm not a passive. Re- let me I'm tell y'all. Passive. Let me I'm tell y'all how annoying. crazy. Men are. Y'all want to hear a crazy story? All right. I told GPS this story. I'm going to tell this story on the podcast. So, a guy followed me. And when I started my podcast, a lot of guys started following me. And guys just follow women in general. A guy who I did not know followed me. He was from New York. And 
<laughs> I mean, Cheryl's laughing because she know the story. Who's from New York, and I feel like he followed me like right when my podcast started kicking off, and he might have like left me a comment. So I was like, all right, let me follow him back. He's supporting. I went to my cousin's graduation to at Columbia University in Manhattan, and I I swear to God, I parked my car and I'm walking, and there's two guys sitting on a like a stoop, and I'm walking and. Both the guys are staring, but I don't think nothing of it because I feel like guys just stare. That's what they do. And I walk, like, my cousin's graduation is like a block and a half around from where I parked. When I got into the graduation, which I was late for, my my cousin, I mean, not my cousin, I opened my Instagram, and I got a DM. And the oh. DM said, hey, yo, was that you that just walked on Riverside? Oh, and I'm like, um... I'm like, I'm not responding to this. I was a little nervous. I, I knew I saw multiple guys when I parked on Riverside. So I'm like, I don't know who this is. I'm not going to respond. So I um I opened it, but I didn't respond. And I'm like, bro, I'm in New York City. I don't know who the hell just saw me. I'm not responding. So because I was late to the graduation, I think I was there for a good 20 minutes. And then my aunt was like, we about to go out to eat. I'll ride with you. And my cousin decided to ride with me along with my aunt and my aunt's friend. So we walked back to my car. When we walked back to my car, there's only one guy sitting on the stoop. And he's staring at me. And I look at his face. And mind you, the IG page that I received the message from, this guy doesn't have, like, super vivid pictures where, like, I could know yeah. his face or whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, I'm looking at him because I'm like, is this the guy who just sent me the DM? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. So I look and I don't say anything. He doesn't say anything. And especially probably because I'm with two African mm-hmm. ladies with African <laughs> outfits. And my cousin has on like a graduation outfit. He's not saying anything. But I do stare at him for some time to try to get his face and I get in the car. And I think we drove to the restaurant for my cousin's graduation dinner. And when I opened the, I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to respond, but when I'm out of the area, just Mm -hmm. to be safe. And I opened the guy's page, and I kid you guys not, I was blocked. (laughs) Homeboy blocked me. I guess that was rejection. That was a a form of, he thought I was rejecting him, but I was really just being safe. I was being cautious. I don't know you. You're not speaking to me. Like, I walk past you. You don't speak. You're DMing me. Bruh, I was straight up blocked. And mind you, when I left the scene, I was going to be like, oh, yeah. Like, I was parked yeah. there. I just didn't want to be in the vicinity. In the vicinity. And, but yeah. I was blocked. And question that was rejection, your so, first rejection. So, number one, what was he Was he older gentleman? I don't. I have no clue who he was. I don't know his age. I don't know anything I was, about him. I, I just say. know him from social media. And I do remember that. He tried to DM me, like, a few times, like, just general stuff, and I, like, didn't really pay any mind to it. Like, I don't really respond to DMs, like, unless I really know somebody. But it was, like, general stuff, like, hey, what you doing? Or, hi, beautiful, something like, like, things like that. I didn't pay attention to him. But I don't know his age. I don't know him. I don't know his name. So why you would have got offended because I didn't respond, like, because I didn't tell you where I parked at? Like, bro, I don't know you. 
That's like that. if somebody <laughs> is, if somebody does that though, that's they got a like a them issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's that if, if you shout out if, to homeboy. If you go, on <laughs> no, message, you put it, nah, nah, I don't know his name. I honestly yeah. don't know, and I'm blocked now. So I wouldn't even know how to get back. And Shirley double checked that day because I told GPS, and Shirley was like, "Yeah, his page is open." So he, de- he definitely blocked you. Damn. <laughs> he didn't want any parts of you even Damn. trying to. T- but how can you feel rejected? How can you feel that passionate about rejection from somebody you absolutely do not know? That block is. Like I don't know you, my ass. That's a new um, divorce. Honestly, I'm telling you, like, he got some issues he got to deal yeah, with. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's an issue. That's an internal yeah, issue. That's, an issue. that's a very good and thing. I'm so glad. that's that. another reason why things aren't as objective as we like to make it to be. Caveman speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's another reason why things aren't objective. Because yeah. what? What were you saying about the the rejection part, right? Right, you, I, you sometimes okay. We don't so communicate it, right? Much, so we don't communicate, and people it. misinterpret exactly. rejection. Like that was an example of. I mean, I was not going to talk to him. Way, but yeah, he was going to get rejected. Right. Yeah, but you right. know, talking about you know, <laughs> it was going to happen, but I wasn't trying to do it just right. Right. You're talking about the two hours, two hour window right now, right? It was At probably most. like an hour, but still to block somebody, that's kind of like you're pressed. Yeah. Right, yeah, and you're there's something wrong with you. In his mind, he had like a little, you know, story. That's why older guys like that. Like <laughs> said, I'm gonna it was her. not that old. If I'm going off of physical features, that guy looked like he was at least like in his late twenties, same age as me. He, I wouldn't even be surprised if like he that. was younger than me. He was probably damaged. Like, yeah, and he was like, oh, about she damaged people. Talk to me. Wow, like that's really, really, really. Like really intense and really <laughs> crazy to me. Like, and I just can't believe that that's a thing. I can't believe that that really happens amongst. Like, I can't believe men feel feel like that. Like they could feel like that. Would that ever? Would y'all ever do something as crazy? Y'all not well, only reason I'm gonna vocalize it because the audience can't see me. But hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So you guys are not never that pressed. No. What pressed? To block, a, to block, a block a chick who you don't know, who like you, Get, like, you think that she rejected you. No, I don't think you should ever be that. I don't mad think to you should be that. Mad. On social media. Yeah, if I have it, if I don't like know even you. people I actually know and have like even if we have like a disagreement, so I just never feel like it's that serious for me to block you. Right, like it's not that deep. Right, and people who do but that, but I'm not like, a blocker type person. So people who do that, just I feel like they got like emotional issues, dog. Yeah, that is like, true. Their issues go. And in this day and age, we take a lot of things out of context. And to heart. Oh too. yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, one of the quotes definitely. I always say is, uh, people need to go back and study context clues in fourth grade literature, fourth grade English <laughs> context clues. Go read a book. <laughs> yeah, people don't read no more. My bad. Go read a book. Understand what context is, and maybe people won't be as sensitive. As well, I today. think context becomes a severe issue when the internet is involved and when mm-hmm. texting is involved and stuff like that. Because I feel like a lot of times somebody could text you something like, even me and my sister, we've gotten into bouts yeah, because of how misconstrued her lingo a text <laughs> message can sound. Mm-hmm. Um. Like just and it it don't have nothing to do with I context clues. Like it's just game. the ambiguity 
um, that texting technology yeah. right that technology brings all mm. caps i know a lot of people in their petty they'll do like a space then a period <laughs> See, I don't even people, know this and, and then people expect you to read name. emojis. Yeah. Right. When I do the dot dot dot, I'm really angry. <laughs> no, no, when yeah. I do the dot dot dot, I just say, when no, people that's do, like, don't no do comment. dot 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 with me. Like, I'm not texting you back. Because I just feel like, do you not want to talk? Are you pausing? Do you think I'm dumb? I, I used to do that. I read a lot into dot dot dot. I used and to, don't I used to capitalize every single word of your message. Like, how old are you? Yeah. Yeah, the I, dot dot dot. My my lowercase <laughs> lol and my uppercase lol are two different <laughs> lols. Yeah. Two different that? lols. <laughs> I put a period and my message stop texting me. Like that means conversation's over. Like I don't want to continue. No one. Yeah. How is anyone supposed to know that? You know, it's it's <laughs> context. It's one not. thing I used to hate when you texted me is the KK thing. Oh yeah, I, I KK everybody. But Mace loves KK. But she's if you know her, she <laughs> says that. Yeah. So it you really won't. But if it's Take like a back it. off, it's like K, like K period, thumbs up, conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So I feel like, did I get into the 20 something bag? Did we, do you think we covered all edges? Um, uh, what do you guys what, think we're what, missing? What else is there? What, what else is there? I don't know. That's why, I'm asking for today. You. That's why I'm asking you guys. <laughs> she going to talk about friendships, friend groups. Wow, okay, so how do you guys feel like friendships are developing or uh, not developing? We in got your circles. Um, I feel like I have to distance myself away from people who, like, yeah, I like to go out and have fun and party and whatever, but I feel like I have to distance myself from people who that's all they, like, want to talk about. Like, people don't want to ever talk about nothing besides partying and going out, where's the next link, like... It's never like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apply for this job or this place is hiring or get certified in this. Like it's just talk that's not gonna take me nowhere tomorrow. It's just talk I feel for today. like girls in your age group, uh, the cycle of friendship is very quick. What I mean, you no, I feel that? like most of my friends I've had friends since I started maybe before college even who like I'm still really close with too. Um, people don't think I'm the friendliest person, so I don't make I don't think I'm one of those people who makes friends like all the time to have like a quick rotation of friends but um when you do get to know me i'm actually a really dope person so they usually stick around but yeah okay and what do you guys feel about males have you guys had the same friends since elementary or have you met guys recently i had the same friends from elementary okay and do you not trust (laughs) new people that you meet uh i move accordingly with those people and like, you, but I would assume that because you move accordingly, you haven't met anybody super, super trustworthy. Uh, there's certain things you could trust with people more than others. I can't trust everybody to do everything. Like, I can't trust my mom to do certain things. And that's okay. my mom. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you put trust in certain areas, I guess. And you experiment your trust with various people and you learn from that like you could be i'm a very trusting person at first until you break until it. you break, break it, it. i give you chances too i give you chances i purposely put myself out there just so i get that hard knock so i'm like all right this is familiar i know not to take this term with you again but initially i'm very trusting if i if i'm bringing you into my home and around my people i expect you to be or i trust you to be in a certain way Okay. okay. And Francis, how do you feel about friendship? Um, I would say that I, I definitely got a lot of like quote unquote day one friends I still got around. 
but I definitely have a lot of people who I've met within the last years who it's not necessarily about time to define how close you are with somebody in my opinion but one thing I will say that I think I'm good at is that like knowing similar to what Biggie says knowing like trust and like knowing like levels of what you can go to that person for or trust that person with um just another thing about like judgment of character that's what I would say okay and do you guys um do you guys find yourself envious or interested in the path that some of your friends are taking no. in life like do you guys have friends who have kids or friends who are married already <laughs> like and you look at their <laughs> life and maybe not envious but you're like wow all right i'm um, doing it i would say like this year's been crazy for me because a lot of my like close friends have been having kids this year so it's like yo like what's going on for like a period of my time maybe for like that month i was like yo i'm, I'm fucking up like i'm not doing what i'm supposed to do I, I should have at least like love in my life, but past that, nah, I'm not envious. I'm not like a really, I'm not an envious person. So I don't look at anybody and be like, yo, I want that or I gotta be like that. I feel like I'm my own man. Okay. Thanks. Um, I do have some friends that have kids. I don't think I have any friends that are married. Um, yeah, I don't want that right now. So it's not. <laughs> You're a baby, so you shouldn't want that. Yeah. I mean, some people think you know i mean everybody's destiny is different but that's not something i want for myself right now definitely without marriage but um yeah i'm not really envious i mean it's cute and all you know to have like a little kid around but no i'm not really envious about that okay and biggs you about to knock up the club with your girlfriend mm, time will tell but Whoa. <laughs> um, I was not expecting that answer. Um, um, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? The aunt has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on um, the topic of being envy, I don't see myself as a spiteful person. In fact, I'm completely opposite. I always look in the the purity of everybody first before I, you know, start making that judgment call on whether somebody is spiteful or not. Because not everybody is spiteful or envious to a degree, you know. Sometimes they're trained to be that way or their environment that they're around makes them act a certain way that we would pick up as being spiteful or resentful. But we that's what I said before about letting that person grow apart so they can learn how to grow past that. So you you have you you're turning the conversation onto being on the receiving end of an envious or spiteful mm -hmm. person. Yeah, because okay. I'm not. Because I'm not that's not you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think that we have wrapped up. Now wait, time out. Wait, okay. Because y'all was talking some shit before we got on the mic about um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we was on the couch, y'all talking some shit about guys and um. What, what were you saying about being like passive with? Everything they're doing. Oh yeah, I don't know. being and complacent. We didn't even adjust that. Being yeah, oh, we didn't oh. Adjust that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I that. do think and that. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I think we said me and Minx were talking to the guys about them being complacent because I think we we asked Biggie and Francis 
who are both not in the career of their dreams. They're, they have not reached the precipice of what they think success is, correct? You didn't ask me. No, no, no. I'll let you go. Correct or not correct? <laughs> have you guys reached the precipice of what you consider to be success? No. No. Okay. But for some reason, I feel like men, although that answer would be no, mm. they are joyous. They are content. They are living in. They are. They are so happy, and I believe that's the definition for being complacent. Um, they are so happy in that position, and it just bothered. It doesn't bother me, but it's very. It's something foreign because I think that women, when we're not where we want to be, we are. Boom, like, bro, when is this going to happen? When am I going to find this? When am I going to fix this? When am I going to get it right, etc.? And I just feel like y'all think in many aspects that y'all have all the time in the world. I'll answer that first because you, y'all didn't ask me before. But number one, I'm a really private person. So when it comes, when it comes to like just talking to people, you know, we could talk about anything under the world. But when it comes to my career... I work really hard and I have a really hard, I have a really good work ethic. So I'm not complacent whatsoever when it comes to career. When it comes to love, I'm I'm probably more passive about that. And that's because I feel like there's no there's no timeline on love. I feel like when when it's your time to find that, you're gonna find the situation. <coughs> like um my cousin quietly was saying, like, oh, she got somebody for me, but I'm not the type of person who goes into four situations. So I feel like if you say you got someone from me, that's that's not a natural. Shout out to the person. That's not a natural situation. <laughs> so to divert like real quick, I don't like dating apps. I don't agree with anybody who uses dating apps to look for love. But <laughs> to come back, <laughs> to, to come like like just to put that out there, like, there. But to come back to the real topic, you um, don't like system systematic systematic uh, you approaches know, okay. to love. That I don't like it. But okay. to come back to the topic, nah, um, only speaking for myself, I'm definitely not complacent when it comes to career because I'm an actor. And if you're an actor, to even be pursuing it for years, you got to have a certain level of confidence, persistence, consistency. So that's a dub. Okay. And Biggie, what is, what is, you know, you're just chilling like a villain, top down, no ceiling, you dig? Uh, I just feel like. Like I said before, I'm like grown Simba that didn't face Scar yet. I'm still on the Akuna Matata wave. No worries right now. I'm Means not really, no worries. I'm not really pressed. On the rest of your day. <laughs> it's our problem free. <laughs> Philosophy. Akuna Matata. Yo, that should be the anthem for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the anthem for every Yo, man because that's literally that is because life. <laughs> honestly every man why y'all gas yeah, just address that nah but every man has their own path like if you see how most men are and why they're complacent is because their path isn't really set for them right now but they may or may or may not have it in line but they have you know something for them issue with oh. is knowing like is he gonna get somewhere? Should I wait around and mm. find out? Mm. Oh, you're at the age where you can even still wait. We're done. I don't want to. <laughs> We're done. We're, We're not waiting. waiting. I have been there. I have done that. I'm not that. doing it no more. <laughs> yeah, like we're not waiting anymore. Well, but you're young, to, so I'm you young, can still. But 
You could if you like if you're dating guys your age or a little bit older than you. Um, I feel like it's okay to wait it's until not, he gets his life together. You don't gotta wait. Certain level, you don't gotta wait. Okay, let me ask you a deep question. Do you think your girlfriend is waiting for you? Uh, I'm probably on a timetable. To be honest. Okay. See, I like your honesty. Now that's what she. But that's what she means. That's what she means. She's in a relationship with you, Mm -hmm. and perhaps you guys' success is not aligned. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you have not accomplished accomplished successful things in your life, but I feel like with women, with women, it's like a. It's like a smooth up curve all the time. We might we might have a, a few dips, but typically we're on an up curve. And a guy, he has my maybe one up curve, then he has stagnant. Mm-hmm. Then that time in his mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. where he shoots up, but the stagnant point is very long. Mm-hmm. Like and girls have to deal with that. Mm. Like for however right. long. She My, wants to deal you cut with you it. Up, sorry to cut you off, but okay. why is that a girl's concern all the time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would say, like, it's not... I rem, I'll give an example. My ex, my ex, my mom, and my sister, like, the cops always want to show out during every episode. <laughs> all right, the boys is out. But I would say, like, with my ex, my mom, and my sister, I was, like, getting degrees after I was getting degrees, I was getting new jobs. I was like, um, and I don't want to make it a degree thing because that's very um, superficial. You mm-hmm. know, what I, that's not the only way for somebody to, to grow be and, or be successful. But I was moving up, and I feel like every time they asked about him, there was nothing to tell. Like, whether it be personal, whether it be successful, whether it be anything, it was just like, I'll be like, yeah, he's working really hard. He's and it didn't it didn't match with what I was doing. That Not that they thought he was anything or that they didn't like him. They just felt like, dang, you doing this, that, and the third. Where what is he doing to even meet you where you are or catch up to you? And that was a problem for them. It wasn't even a problem for it was a problem for me subconsciously. Mm-hmm. But the when pressures. they would talk about it, I would be like, the pressure. Okay. The pre- so pressure, I think, has a big thing to do with it. Sound, and that sounds very familiar, to be honest. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I do think that those are some of the things that, even when we call y'all complacent, that's what we're talking about. I feel like y'all are cool with being stagnant because maybe you have a vision in your for mind yourself, yeah. for yourself, but it's like your girl is steady moving or the girl that you want to be with is steady moving. How is she supposed to cope with you just knowing that you have a vision for yourself when she can't see the the products of your work mm. mm-hmm. or um, what you want for yourself. Well, I'll say that that is, I feel like when you say y'all, I don't like when you say y'all. Cause I'm you sorry. Because uh, you, because like. I'm not generalizing. No, no, you're not, you're not. But when you say y'all, it's only me and Biggie in here. Me and Biggie got two different situations. Okay. So Biggie explained his situation. Um, For me, I would say like, yeah, when I first, came out of school it was like uh, up and then I decided to you know pursue my passion so it was like a sharp down right since that point it's been up every okay. year it's been progress so for me I don't have complacency in my life right now everything right now is a full emotion but do you think that complacency is subjective 
Um, it, it might be. I think. I think it's subjective. It could. It could be. It could right. be. Because you know, for a woman who is twenty six, mm-hmm. who is hoping to marry somebody mm-hmm. at twenty eight or twenty nine, subjective. She may think <laughs> that right, right, right. She may think that your where you are is not good enough for her. Mm-hmm. No matter how much she loves you, no matter how much she cares about you. Not because she doesn't believe in you, but because she is looking for a different type of stability mm-hmm. that your lifestyle cannot provide her or provide what she envisions for her life. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like. And I don't, my, I, my reply to that is you shouldn't be with an artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody should be with an artist because an artist doesn't live the same life. Could, like, technically speaking... I could get a nine to five and I could be in that position where, okay, it's lit for me now. Let me go get, uh, you know, career job, start building that or go back to school, get a master's and be with somebody. I could definitely do that. But I'm an artist. I don't want to do that. That's not what I look forward to. Good for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a passion driven person. So it's not, that's not going to happen. It's the Aquarius and Pisces in us, man. No, I'm man. a Pisces too. I, I'm an I will, I will follow that passion. dream before I, I follow anything. Followed, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, when you, I do think that you. I do think that it's easier mm-hmm. to follow that what narrative when you're a bit younger. I do I think that. that yeah, and I, I do think I that when, when you reach my age, which is still not that old, I do think that some things change for you. So it's cool for me to live this podcast like now. I don't know if I was twenty when I was twenty six. I could live it without a stable career and a stable job and a stable paycheck holding me down. And this is why I say women are in love with the idea of a man and not the man himself. Hey, I don't know that we could be. We could be. It's a heavy bar, but I don't know. I feel like you guys, when you say that, you are not. You're not. Everything you just you're explained not, is what he said, though. Yeah, but it, you're not understanding how complex love can be. We can mm-hmm. love everything about you. Mm-hmm. We can love your process and still not be one hundred percent, um, like cool with it. But that's mm-hmm. to me, that's the basis of loving a person, right. like because yeah. you don't really care where they're at because you <laughs> believe in them, but it don't mean you're still not gonna feel it. It doesn't mean that you're still not going to go through the insecurities that are that may be attached to his complacency as mm-hmm. much as you love him. Mm-hmm. And that don't have nothing to do with loving an idea. To me, that has more so to do with loving a person. And then comes the passive rejection. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how I just killed you. <laughs> All right, whatever. The whole shit. <laughs> I've been right. thinking about this shit a lot, yo. Especially when I was younger, I observe a lot. Like, I know, right. I know, I know the shits. Well, it seems like in every episode of This Is Thirty, we don't get anywhere. <laughs> Especially, it doesn't matter what age group. The men and the women just seem to they seem we to have different too. ideas. But I think we reached a good common ground here. It's still. I don't think. Right, right, right. I don't think. I don't think. Nothing about guy codes. Shout out to James. James, you know the people have been talking about you, James. They don't like the fact that you kept saying guy code, guy code, guy code, as an excuse to every answer. Um, 
I say for for James, that's his name. Yes. Yo, James, you could open up a little bit, bro. Don't Ooh. come on here and be stiff now. Let's talk James, a time. James, this is this is Francis talking. Yeah. So if you want to shoot somebody to fade, I just want you to know that's Francis talking. I'm just kidding. I'll probably be here for Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> you got hands on for my, for my For my annual Halloween party. Nah, it's shut um, down. It's, it's quiet. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, for yeah. real. I'm going to have my Halloween party, though, but I'm going to have it in the party room this year. Like okay. downstairs. Yeah, there's a party room. Yeah. It has like a pool table, a bar, everything. Or whatever. I'm addressing security outfit just in case it didn't go down. Because <laughs> my last Halloween party was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, I think we've done all we can do. And we've said all we can say. And I think it's a wrap. Any closing words? Anybody mm. else have anything to say? Nope. All right. Every, quietly. Lead us with I'm our closing statements. I'm about to leave with a prayer. What? Oh, Mink said, Mink said, trust the process. This is Francis. I'm out. Quali's going to close us in prayer. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for bringing us all together. <laughs> and don't be nice to the F boys. That's a good quote from my boy Fabulous. That's all I have to you say. You know what? Very good. And I think we're done. <laughs> all right. It's a wrap. <laughs>